Hi, we are doing a quick segment about Dark Mouse, The Climb and Other Tales, a project currently on Kickstarter that is going to end on May 5th. It is a wonderful story created by Nathaniel Osoyo, and he's poured a lot of love into this book. It is Dark Mouse, The Climb and Other Tales on Kickstarter. It's also under projects we love on Kickstarter, so usually on the front of the Kickstarter page. Congratulations to Nathaniel. Hello, all you sexy listeners. We have a huge announcement. For the first time ever, all the hosts of Yes, a Stripper podcast will be doing a live show on May 15th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our hosts will be doing performances, there will be guest interviews, and you'll get to ask questions live on the air with our hosts. Tickets are donation-based, and you can find them on yesastripperpodcast.com. Please join us for the first ever All Hopra's Extravaganza. Okay, so Judith usually claps us in, but I don't know why I clapped today. Yeah, like, what am I doing? Yeah, jam. It's okay, we both can clap. <laughs> we can switch it up. No, Judith got a great clap. Thank okay, you. the best clap. <laughs> Anyways, downtown <laughs> tea friends, welcome, <laughs> welcome. As you can see, we're a little loopy today, yes. but that's fine. That is fine. You know that means we working. Okay, in these streets, truly, basically. Okay, I mean we get into the shmoneys. Okay. Um. Anyway, since it's on T episode one oh six. Wow. Oh, bitch. Woo. Wow. We've been here. Yeah. Have we got our ten thousand hour in? I think. I so. think so. <laughs> I feel like yeah. Yeah. I feel like we got the ten thousand hours Period. in. If y'all know, what I'm talking about Malcolm Gladwell outliers. Read it. Ooh. Yeah. She's deep. Mm-hmm. She reads. Come mm-hmm. on. Come I read. But anyways, welcome to another episode yes. of the Tinsel Town of the Tea. Uh huh. And uh, we're gonna get right into it with our Let's Would go. You Rather. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, would you rather marry to a ten with bad personality? Yes, or a <laughs> six or six with an amazing personality so i feel like the girls know i'm shallow (laughs) the girls know i'm shallow okay it's giving honesty and i love it it's giving (laughs) self-awareness it's giving transparency vulnerability okay Okay. and i am here for it um so yeah yeah, he got to be fine yeah because I feel like a bad personality. I have enough personality for three people. So <laughs> <laughs> that is not true, friend. You have a great personality. No, I'm saying my personality is big enough. Oh, yeah. To, to cover enough. three people. But it's still a good personality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm oh, yeah. thinking of like bad person, like falling face. And it's just like you want to just throw them in the trash all the time. You know, it's like, oh, God. <sighs> yeah. Whew. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather be married to a 10. Nice. Yeah, I was looking look nice looking man. Yeah. Know? Just look, you know. You ain't gotta be that bright. Yeah. You know, let, me, let me make all the decisions. You don't have to be the sharpest tool in the Right. Shit. Let me make all the decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me be the funny one. Shit. <laughs> right. Like if you just sit there and not be funny and not have a good personality, you make me look better. Shit. Okay. <laughs> 
Anyways, I don't know about marriage. I yeah. actually, oh, I said, oh, would you rather be married? I don't know about that, but uh, maybe, um, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? That's okay. Yeah. You have a tan face. Personality is. We don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know about it. <laughs> I would do a six with amazing personality because I have, at least in my mind, because you know beauty is subjective. I've dated right. a ten, and the person I just couldn't. It just didn't last. It was just like, oh my god, like what are we gonna talk about? <laughs> it's clearly nothing with you because you cannot like you don't you don't know things like you're just worried about the superficial stuff. And I'm mm. like, what do you think about what's going on in the world? Nah. Me. I'm like, oh God, please. So yeah, I couldn't. I'd rather. I'd, I, the personality is is big for me, but yeah, I couldn't. You look, your face looks so fine that I know you're ruining my life. I, can't, <laughs> I love I can't. that. <laughs> I can't. Let like, me ruin no. yours too. <laughs> oh God, that is so funny. I love that. that was a good. Would you rather? Okay, yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> you learned something about me today. <laughs> and that is beautiful but th- see that's the thing you have a beautiful face and a good personality like that's rare like <laughs> especially when we're talking about men oh my god yeah it's literally you either oh, get one or the other it like, seems like yeah like being a heterosexual woman is a scam it's right it's, it's a whole a it's whole ghetto sham. out here it's truly it's like dang <laughs> like please you really can't get both sometimes Woo. Let me name somebody who's fine has good a, like a fun personality. It's only women I'm thinking of. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, I'm like I'm like Michael B. Jordan personality mm. is. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. wait, is like super fine. I mean, I, I don't know Morris Chestnut. Maybe he has a good personality. I feel like he might, he might but also I feel like maybe he won't. <laughs> exactly, it's always like ah. Jonathan Majors is is fine, but I feel like. Based yeah. on the way he acts, he may not have like a good personality. Well, either. he seems very artsy and deep. Yeah, he seems like he's like real somber. Yeah, maybe Yaya. I Ooh, Yaya, like Yaya, 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 Yaya. Yeah, Yaya. Yeah. <laughs> Yaya's fine, and it feels Ooh, like he has love, a good we personality. We love us some Yaya yeah, here, y'all. He's very yes. He's giving full package. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's giving like he might yeah. give a full package. Let yeah. me find out. Yeah, let me find out. That <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yaya got both. Okay. Okay, we're going to find out. Yeah. We'll get back to you on that report. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're going to move on to the know better, do better. I got it this week. And yeah, Ooh, I'm learning this week just to work through the fear. Period. You know, like a lot of time. It's First of all, it's a weird time to be alive. Um, a lot yeah. of things, a lot of weird, crazy things are happening, have happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it brings up a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And then if you go into your personal, hopefully everybody has like, everything is balanced you know everything mm-hmm. is good but mm-hmm. when you're not in a good place sometimes it's hard to work through the fear of right. what you want and even if you're thinking about your goals you know sometimes for me I will spiral quick I have to like bring myself back out I'll be like okay I want to be a writer well how am I gonna get into the room don't I need an agent will a manager take me is my writing good like it's just like this like <laughs> cacophony of things mm-hmm. that like you can't really have control over now you know so right. honestly I have to tell myself you know what work through the fear take one thing at a time and just mm-hmm. continue to try and do the best that you can you know what i that's mean and that's all you can do but don't stop trying don't let the fear uh paralyze you to a point where you're not pushing forward to your goals right. whether it's writing or your good mac 
Shout out to our producer back. Oh my God, so happy in the background. She's good though. Amen. She is a okay. She is a okay, and she worked right through that fear too. Okay, right. look at God. Something happened. <laughs> she slipped a little bit, but she didn't stop. She came right, right back. Okay, <laughs> a champ, a queen. Okay, right, a queen. Okay, and makes that sound good every week. Every week. Every week. Period. So yeah, with all of that, work through the fear of things. Like don't stay paralyzed keep moving forward and right. if you need to take baby little steps if you need to break down mm-hmm. the steps don't think of everything overall and whew, that helped me also you know lean into therapy if you need to shout out to my therapist i'm probably i'm coming back i promise right um, and therapy <laughs> does not make you crazy period i, I have to there's we have there's, to stop there's this. people yes. out there who truly believe yes. that if you go to therapy you're crazy Ooh, you're crazy yes you that. need if you any type of help you need and you're seeking it that means you have discernment that means you have wisdom that means you know that you can't do things on your own you cannot do everything by yourself we're human beings no no matter you care what about that yourself. is absolutely it is a part of our self-care regimen and we need to make it a part of that especially Period. especially if you need it go for it don't right don't don't let stigma and foolish thinking have you not getting the help that you need that's right. not healthy so right period foolish point blank. thinking yeah yeah <laughs> great no better do better if you you. ain't scared then you ain't living boo boo yes and that's the thing i live by i try to be scared every second of the day yes um which is why i watch horror movies (laughs) (laughs) um but no if you aren't scared you just truly aren't living yeah sometimes it means that your goals are not big enough honestly right yeah it means that you're being complacent Mm -hmm. And no one should be okay with being complacent. No. I know there's people who like to live their life that way, yeah. but trust me, you're not living to your full potential Amen. if you like to live your life that way. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just a messenger, boo. <laughs> Don't Do come not I'm just a messenger, come for the messenger. Boo. Especially if it's facts. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Period. <laughs> All right. So we can jump right yeah. into our new segment you see i'm dramatic <laughs> we can jump right into our new segment yeah uh, we get all of our stuff from shadow and act shout out to i need to let y'all know shadow and act um y'all crash on my computer yes. so i don't know what's going on maybe it's like the little server i know so i'm pulling it up on my phone but just if y'all are listening letting y'all know mm-hmm. <laughs> about that mm-hmm. um but our first uh, article mm-hmm. is about something exciting. It yeah. seems very fresh. Mm-hmm. Apple TV for the girls who have that and are rich. Um, <laughs> they've dropped their first trailer for a it's called a darkly comedic anthology series mm. called Roar. Ooh, Roar, which stars Issa Rae, Nicole Kidman, Cynthia Irv, Irv- Arrivo. Mm-hmm. I always butcher her last name. Oh, and more mm-hmm. it's uh, executive produced by nicole and bruna papandrea Ooh. Ooh. it's based on a book of short stories oh wow ip come on everything is freaking ip everything is freaking ip truly um but the book of short stories is by cecilia ahern okay. the series is the first to be released under minch and flavi's overall deal with okay. apple tv who's that go ahead overall deal i think uh liz flavi and carly minch so, oh yeah i did just say that yeah okay. and that's okay but they just hit us with the last name like a coach right i'm <laughs> like i'm like, not supposed to know these people okay <laughs> coach williams right, right. <laughs> um 
<laughs> so if you want to watch the trailer on the YouTube, it features the stories of, of the women who are each featured in eight episodes. So if yep. you don't know what an anthology series means, it means that it's not the same story. Yeah. So it can either be the same, a different story each season or a mm-hmm. different story each episode. Yep. So it seems like this is taking a different story each episode. I love it. So the eight episodes are Issa Rae, Nicole Kimmon, Cynthia Erivo, Samani Merritt Weaver, Allison Brie, mm-hmm. Betty Gilpin, Meet Seal, Fival Stewart, and Kara Hayward. Okay. Those are cool names. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the description, the official description is War is an anthology series of darkly comedic feminist fables spanning genres from magical realism to psychological horror. These eight standalone stories feature ordinary women in some pretty extraordinary circumstances. In Roar, women eat photographs. They date ducks. Mm. They live on shelves like trophies. Well, isn't that everybody's life? <laughs> and yet their struggles are universal. Yeah. So, There's some uh, magical elements in this. Yeah, it's the eating of the photographs for me. (laughs) I wonder what that tastes like. Interesting. Interesting. So next. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to get in trouble for talking so much shit on this show. Hey, listen, freedom of speech. We're covered. Yeah, I got to give my (laughs) opinions, y'all. I'm sorry. We're covered. So um, on the next story, Uh we have uh, Sean Bankhead is starting a show called Helping Rising Stars Find Their Inner Superstar. For MTV's becoming a pop star. Ooh, MTV. Um, hmm. MTV, mm. TikTok, and Pepsi. Okay. If, first of all, Pepsi okay. gonna have their hand in everything. Get on my fucking nerves. I really? Okay. All right. I- I'll let you finish. Yep. Because yeah, you have thoughts too, because I have thoughts. Mm-hmm. They're looking for the next pop star. Oh my God. It's and um, Sean Bankhead, he's the renowned photographer. He's up for the challenge of helping yeah. find them. Literally, nothing gets Sean Bankhead at all. Mm-mm. But um, he can choreograph his ass off. I he can. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So <laughs> he he choreographed Normani's Wild Side, which has some of my fave choreography yes, in beautiful. recent years. Yeah. And Lil's not Lil. Lil Nas X's <laughs> yeah. industry baby. Mm-hmm. He's danced alongside the best of the best, like Beyonce and Missy, Hell who yeah. is one of his mm. personal icons and one of everyone's personal I mean, icons. Period. How could she not She's be? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna read that last sentence. So he knows a thing or two about busting a move. Mm-hmm. Like who wrote that? <laughs> um, I'm not gonna read that. I already read it. So while the 33 year old is typically behind the camera helping others to bring their vision to life, he will be in front of the camera for MTV's Becoming a Pop Star. Okay. Which he says is like no other singing competition you've ever seen. Mm, okay. Uh, right. You. That's a big ass claim to yeah. make. Um, we've, we've seen so many. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, so the article, though, is an interview with him talking more about it. Mm-hmm. But all I'm going to say about it is that, you know, the other judges are... Becky G and Joe Jonas yeah. of Jonas Brothers fame. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's giving two thousand five. Yeah, that I is, mean the same sort of like format as ev- every other singing competition, show. right? I'm like, you really gonna have to, to detail the differences. Um, yeah, but also I hate it when shows like I don't know, like young. I feel like uh, reaching out to TikTok is like uh, clearly. Like, oh, we got to get the young demographic type of thing. And it's right. just like, like, oh, making the pops. Like, do these people ever actually become pop stars? Right. No. <laughs> it's like, come on. Like, like making, and it just sounds corny. Like finding the next pop star. It's like, oh. What? Oh, guys. Um, sure. It's giving like 2003 through 2005. So yeah. 
I mean, hopefully, listen, hopefully there is an actual pop star that emerges and is successful. Right. And, you know, has a long lasting career. I think the the competition shows that have really done that have been like what American Idol. Yeah. We've and in had, recent years, they haven't. Yeah. So that was like in the early aughts. In the they, early. Yeah. They really came through with some stars. Yes. We got some stars, but I haven't recently no i haven't can't say yeah which is interesting so i feel like seeing competitions in general it kind of are outdated yeah i mean the voice i really like well not the voice the voice i feel like is probably the most modern yes but for me and maybe it's because i'm not up on everything like everybody else is it i never know who the winner is like oh i don't know either exactly (laughs) it feels like there's 10 billion winners but i'm like I don't know who that is. And yeah. like, I remember back in the day when Fantasia came out, like her song, you know what I mean? There was a thing about the winner and you could see there, even if you didn't win like Jennifer Hudson, you could see that she, you know, like she right. got, she got in where she fit in, you know? So it was just, it's with Kelly Clarkson, all the, you know? So I'm like, what? Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Even for a time, Ruben Stutter, you know what I mean? So right. like, I mean, I think they could have gave him so much more, but right. Where is he now? Well, Amen. That part, but you know, like there was a, you know, now it's just like if you win something, it's like not enough. Like it's no like, one gives a fuck, really. Yeah, and it could be maybe like the saturation of like of these singing competitions. Yeah. Like, <sighs> but I feel like, and it's funny that they parted with TikTok. I feel like you can become pop star off of TikTok. Yeah, by yourself. I mean, there's so maybe many that's like, the reasoning. There's so many like uh people who are famous now mm-hmm. just from being on TikTok. Getting They're like legit sponsors and making millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. So hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I will be a patron of that store. <laughs> but I don't even watch MTV like that though. That's the right, thing. Right, I'm like MTV still going. Like where do I how do I even watch that? I shit? mean, maybe on Netflix, the challenge once in a while, but other than that, like I don't really watch it like I used to like that. Right. Yeah. I don't either. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We miss shout out to Sean Bankhead. Yeah, he's I mean, very talented. He is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's the one who like pitched this and got it mm-hmm. greenlit. If he did, shout out to you for even doing that. Truly. Um but yeah, we'll mm-hmm. see. We shall. Hopefully y'all find y'all a little pop star. Okay. <laughs> y'all little pop star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Mm. Next story. The best man final chapters. Okay. So they're finally mm. putting it to bed. More chestnut <laughs> shares shot from first day on set of limited series spinoff at Peacock. I don't know oh, if we okay. reported on this earlier. Oh, wow. But the best man um, will be having a spinoff. Is having a spinoff on okay. the Peacock because y'all know the Peacock loves to pick up a black reboot. Okay. Shout out um, to Bel Air. Right. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's Some good. holes, but still good. Still good. Right. <laughs> Some things mm-hmm. I don't understand whatsoever, but yeah. Yeah, I'm we still gonna watching. keep it pushing. You're still gonna get my my eyeballs on the screen. Right, right. Um. So yeah, it's called Best Man: The Final Chapter. It's a limited series. It's uh, mm. more chestnut share the shots. Uh, he portrays obviously Lance. Yeah, and uh, it's with him and Malcolm mm-hmm. D. Lee, who I believe directed the first one. Yeah, go off side, long career. Yeah. He has a long career. Yes. Um, it was first announced in February 2021. Where was I? Okay, where was I? Well, we were deep in the pandemic. <laughs> okay. We were if you were here but not here very understandable <laughs> right because i'm like Completely. i heard nothing about this <sighs> um so obviously morris chestnut is coming mm-hmm. back thank god because yeah. he's fine stayed fine 
centuries foreign. How? <laughs> like, like, How are you damn. decades of foreignness? Um, don't make no sense. Mm. But uh, the returning cast also includes Melissa D. Sosa. Mm-hmm. Tay Diggs, Regina mm. Hall, Terrence yes, ma'am. Howard, Sinai Lathan, yes, Neil Long, and Harris So basically, everyone's coming back. They come back. We like it. Truly. So, um, what's going to happen? So, it talks about uh, the relationships evolving, mm-hmm. past grievances, resurfacing the unpredictable stages of midlife crisis, uh, meets midlife renaissance. Oh, I like midlife renaissance. Okay, so we're talking about, you know, them being in their mid-age, you know, mm-hmm. now. It'll be written and executive produced Malcolm D. Lee and Danya Lynn North. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's on the Peacock. What else? So yeah, it's basically going to be about them, you know, at wherever stage they're at now. Yeah. We saw them when they were youngins yep. in the first movie. Yep. And then we saw Best Man Holiday where they were a little bit older. You mm-hmm. know, they had, you know, molded into what their right. lives, you know, ended up being. That's right. And now we're going to see them. For the last time. Exactly. And each and every time they all look 12 years old. It's yeah. really insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I'm like, disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, talk about midlife crisis. Like, okay. Talk about rude. <laughs> like, How are we freaking sure? dare you? I mean, be along, madam. Please tell us your secrets. Right. What? All the girls. Oh, so- Melissa, Regina. Oh, is Monica Calhoun not coming back? I didn't oh, see her name. I didn't see her name either. You're, I think you're right. Ooh, okay. Sanaa is coming back. Yeah. Sanaa. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't see Mo- uh, Monica. Mm. I love Monica. Yeah. So hopefully they just maybe forgot. Maybe. Her. Maybe she'll make an appearance. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's like a scheduling situation. Yeah. Okay. I mm-hmm. loved Monica. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like she was like the, the a big focal yeah. point in the whole movie, right? Yeah. Because he fucked her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. <laughs> okay we'll see we'll have yes. to watch i'm yes. gonna watch yeah i'm so, definitely gonna watch again I'm gonna watch. peacock eyeballs you'll get them right you'll get them jeez you'll get my little coins which is a little peacock premium <laughs> anyways the last one is from meg the stallion yes. series in the works from rock nation time studios um so it's gonna take a look at her life and rise to be one of the biggest stars in music today it'll be multi-part series from director nanika Onol. On you Okay. Time Studios <laughs> and Jay-Z's Rock Nation. Nice. Um, so the description per deadline is employing a mix of rare archival footage and fresh verite video. The mm-hmm. untitled documentary will delve into the Houston native's life from her upbringing in Texas to key milestones in her career and shed light on her multi-layered personality. Yeah. It will highlight Meg's rise from bio freestyling Venom Phenom. Mm-hmm. Not Venom. To, <laughs> ooh, ooh, two, two completely different words. Yeah. To cultural powerhouse and touch on how she overcame personal hurdles to thrive in her professional well, career. Yeah. So of course, um you have all of the statements from all the people working on it because they're happy because they know Meg brings in money. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> so yes. of course y'all gonna be happy because oh, we yes. all know Meg is dollar sign. Yeah. And um, I'm watching. Right. <laughs> yeah. Definitely watching. Mm-hmm. Uh a network or streamer is not attached to the project as of yet. They will be though. Yeah. I mean. It's outside of the Netflix overall deal that she has with, with Netflix. Obviously. Okay. Um, and she, but she will create an EP, a project at Netflix. Okay. So that's dope. Love but that for her. It's probably not this cause no streamers attached. Okay. So we'll look out for this though. Yeah. We'll that would be silly for Netflix not to. Yeah. You already have a 
deal. Yeah. And they usually, they're known, I feel like Netflix and Amazon are known for musical docu, yeah, docu-series, documentaries, and making them a big deal from like Genius to- Which is phenomenal. Yeah. To, I think Justin Bieber had one on Amazon. (laughs) I think Taylor Swift had one, I think, on Netflix. I think. The Weeknd has one on Amazon. So there's, I mean, they do- they do this, so this would be aligned with them, I would think. But dang, that's crazy. I'm not, I'm not gonna tell y'all how y'all to do y'all job. Yeah. Netflix, y'all got it. I'm not interested in any of those docuseries. <laughs> <laughs> well, the genius one. Oh, the genius. Yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Aside from that yeah. one, the ones you named after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the genius was phenomenal. Shout out to it was Cooley. very good. As someone Shout who's a Kanye Cooley. hater, it was very good. It, it touched my heartstrings a little bit, even though I'm still praying for Kanye right now because I'm yes. like, oh Lord, please mm-hmm. help. I don't help know him, I'm a Kanye fan, but I gotta pray for my dog. Ooh, please. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, genius was good. The rest yeah. of those can scratch. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. looking forward to this, and we'll get you guys more details when we have more details. Yeah, that's all we got right now. Yes, that's all we got, and that's the end of the news. All right, y'all. Okay, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back for the main segment. Hey, y'all. We are back. We are back. Yes. And we're ready. We're ready. To get into this main segment, y'all. Okay. So if you already read what we're talking about in the title, we are reviewing uh, the long-awaited season three of Atlanta back. And we are only going to review the first episode. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are one of you know, like us who was like, give it to me. Come on. Um, you will see on Hulu, uh, it's on FX, but they have a deal with Hulu. So if you're like us, I saw it the next day on Hulu. Right. I did not pay for cable. And no, no ma'am. Um, and so they they released two episodes. And so we're going to review the first episode, which Mm -hmm. is called three slaps. Mm -hmm. Now, if you haven't seen it, I'm telling you right now, go watch it right now. If you can. Maybe a little bit of Pause a trigger it. warning. Pause this. Yeah. And watch, and watch that. that. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like it's, it's next, honestly, it's next level, but you know, it's, Ooh, it's next level. So basically it opens up, which surprised me. It opens up with, uh, two guys on a boat and the white guy is talking about basically some racial stuff. He gives this monologue and he talks about a town, a black town under Lake, Lake Lanier and how black bodies were under there. And he also gives this speech about, um, how being white is a concept. And a lot of people have bought being white, but basically at the end of the day, this concept of reaching for whiteness hurts everybody. Everybody's imprisoned by it is what I got from that, especially near the end. But it got really scary because <laughs> uh, the black guy ended up being sucked down to the bottom by the ghost, by the, the ghost of the black folks. And the white guy turned into this like demon, but <laughs> it ended up being a dream of the little boy of which the story follows. Uh, his name is Laquarius in the show. Laquarius. Laquarius. Come on, Laquarius. Um, and he wakes up to find that he's in school and he learns that uh, the school has partnered up. And of course it's in Atlanta has partnered up um, with Pepsi as well as I Pepsi. Think- <laughs> of course, Pepsi got to have a hand in everything. I believe it was Pepsi and another, I think the Falcons, probably Atlanta Falcons, one of the, the teams or whatever. And they were Sports. like, yeah. And they were like, we're going to bring 
you know, culture. Yeah. And so they learned that they're going to see Black Panther 2. And they got hyped. And I was like, I got hyped too. So I'll, get on the, I'll get on the table too. Okay. And that's exactly what LaQuarrius did. He got on the table, started doing all these TikTok dances. And the whole the whole class went up. Hey. Hey. Okay. So, unfortunately, the teacher couldn't get everybody calmed down. So, yeah. they called their mama back on. And of course, in the principal's office, and this mama was not playing with them. She was like, I told y'all not to be calling me for work for this foolishness. And one thing that I thought was very interesting was that she was advocating for her son not to be put in a lower class Mm -hmm. because as they were talking to a black principal, a white counselor interrupted and was like, I think this and I think that. Like, what reason would you need to think that? (sighs) Right. Anything, if he's. Bored and disruptive, he's probably moved up. That part. Idiot. (laughs) That means he needs to be challenged more. Right. Okay. How do we... But, okay. I've seen that many a times. Okay. So then um, the mom comes with the grandfather. The grandfather slaps him (laughs) three times. But before that, the mom, they're all out in the hallway. They're still in school. And she's making him do all them dances. So she was like, you want to dance so much? Keep dancing. But she says, she says, you keep putting on a show for these white people. They will kill you. You need to focus. Basically, she was like, enough of the foolishness. You need to focus on your schoolwork. And what he's not understanding as a child, the expectations of what it means to be a black boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's telling, she's a black boy. Ooh, okay. When the world looks at you like a man and mm-hmm. you're not that, <laughs> you're not that. And so, I mean, the grandfather slapped him three times. It was the crazy, they were, they were the lightest, silliest slaps I've ever seen right. in my life. <laughs> they were very silly, but the counselor looked at that. And so, Basically, to wrap everything up, she decides that she's going to take things in her own hand. She calls CPS, CPS and they come and basically they take the child and he ends well, up. Actually, the mom. Yeah. yeah. Well, the mama was like, there's police at my door. I'm not fighting with y'all. Since, and she thought her son called the cops on her because they brought the cops with the CPS. So she was like, go on out. Go and take the boy. If he if he want to leave, you want to leave so bad, go and get out. Right. So at first I was like, dang. Mama. Yeah, I'm like, my mom would never. Dang. Yeah, my mom would never. I was like, dang, okay. So she, he ended up being out the house, and then they put him in these two uh, white ladies. Uh, they were partnered up, and they already uh, had three kids with them, and he was the next child to come in. And in this story, I believe it was a foster situation, not a full adoption. But they were like hippie hemp, like, creating kombucha in in their house and all that that kind of family living off the land in the backyard and everything having the kids gardening <sighs> yes pulling their weeds for them all of that not cooking correctly it smelled like serving dog. them raw Ooh. chicken it was Ooh. stank it was stank and in the way they did it they gave it like a really scary tone it was very like terrifying, honestly. And my favorite part was like, where's the washcloth? And they were like, we use our hands. And if, if you're black, <laughs> if you are black, every everybody know, I don't care. It was across the diaspora. Like my mom is Haitian. My dad is from Sierra Leone. I was born in the United States. We had washcloths. Right. When I went over to my friend's house in DC, Haithia, African-American, guess what? Washcloth. like if you stay the night and you're gonna wash your body you need a washcloth a wash that's it (laughs) like that's all you're not gonna put the soap directly no you're gonna rub the washcloth and then you're gonna exfoliate and get your body clean so that cracked me up because that small detail is like oh 
we know very good very intentional very good so to summarize all of that unfortunately what end up happening is these white ladies well i'll take it back they ended up going to a farmer's market where they're selling their stuff and laquarius tries to escape because he's tired of these white ladies he ends up hugging a cop and the cop he's actually crying out for help saying hey I'm tired of these white ladies. I'm scared. I'm scared. I want to go home. And he, of course, the cop was like, what do you mean? Like, why are you hugging me? He was like, first of all, why is this little black boy hugging me? Right. I could have shot him. It's like, okay, crazy response from a child hugging you. But right. all right, America. Um, and then the mother came up and was like, oh, yeah, this is our son. We adopt black babies because she looks like a savior now the mm-hmm. white savior and you know they just dismiss it they're just like oh yes this little boy how cute he looked this motherfucker said he looked like aloe black because they put this little baby in a crazy fedora and the 70s <laughs> jacket i was like wow i missed that that's freaking hilarious Yo, i was dead he said he looked like aloe black i was like you know what I'm, that's funny i'm gonna t- i'm now just gonna tumble on comedy. the floor right now now that is comedy <laughs> it was so funny so then white folks love Al. <laughs> truly okay and so then after that unfortunately what i noticed is they started getting more calls because the kids were saying they they weren't eating well they were they weren't so a black woman cps uh come, comes to check up on them um she notices everything that laquarius noticed when they first got there she's like "Mm -mm, this ain't right and the mother's like oh let me come talk to you real quick and basically they didn't show us everything but it looked like basically this woman killed this black cps woman and the next day they talking about oh we're going to the grand canyon so they packed up all the kids and they ended up trying to like basically get rid of the dog that they have and the children escape but they find out last minute as they basically drive off a cliff into the uh, water. The great thing about this ending for this story is that the kids escaped, right? So Laquarius right. ended up going right back home, like, mm-hmm. mama, please like, take me back. You know, it wasn't even all that. He was just like, hey, I'm back. <laughs> like, he said, hey, I'm back. Is there he, spaghetti? He was doing dishes. <laughs> he was like, let me do my and he keys. asked for spaghetti. Okay. <laughs> period and unfortunately the other three kids were picked up on the side of the road and they were orphaned but they were okay and we later learned that this is really based on a real life story of uh Devante. and if you get the chance look it up we'll probably get way more into it because it really highlights the death of these honestly black children um in the hands of these two white women so right whew. so that's that on that that's the summary but Let's get into it. I forgot I need to put in the, but overall, what did you think about this season's episode? It was great. Yeah. You know, I am a fan of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, you never know what to expect from Atlanta. Facts. Why am I saying Atlanta? (laughs) (laughs) You never know what to expect from Atlanta. Uh Um, so it was, it was great at first. I mean, a lot of the times you get the standalone stories and you're mm-hmm. like, what does this have to do with Atlanta? Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what Atlanta has become these days. Yep. And I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was beautiful. Yeah. As you can imagine, it was terrifying. Yeah. It was terrifying. I yeah. watched, I am a horror gal. Okay. I sit at my desk listening to the Ooh. craziest, most glorious horror stories. That's what I do at my desk. For fun. And, and for fun. <laughs> 
and this creeps me the fuck mm-hmm. out okay mm-hmm. from start to finish i was yeah. scared yeah and confused yeah um <laughs> it was it was yeah. a great way to start the season yeah. Uh, I'm guessing. So the ending was that Ern was dreaming this. Yes, I forgot to mention that. Okay. So when he uh, near the end, when uh Laquarius met with his mom and everything, all of a sudden, like he wakes up and you see that it's a dream, and it's almost like it was a dream within a dream within a dream. So which I love. Yes, yes. Storytelling at its finest. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I love these kind of like standalone stories yeah. that you get from Atlanta that yeah. are always surprisingly super deep and yeah. profound yeah. and very important stories. Yeah. Um. Much I like like I like the one that we had talked about on another episode from I don't even know what season this is. This is season three. Yeah. This the is one from season, season two. <laughs> yes. With the foot with the fake FUBU and the boy yes, committing suicide. That like, was wonderful. That was like a standalone story to yeah. me, and yeah. it was very poignant very lingering left you thinking much like this one is gonna leave you thinking and very lingering especially once we tell you that you know it was based off of a real story yeah very terrifying and deeply disturbing story that i will be thinking about for the next month or so yeah and um what i like about this episode and the show in general is that they really raise awareness about yes they really like they use the platform to really tell important stories and get yep. people talking about things that we should be talking about. Yeah. I eat this story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was great all around mm-hmm. beautifully acted by everyone. Them white ladies did. They Woo! were okay. Terrifying. They scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> And the scariest one wasn't even the one that had the temper. It was the other one. Yes. With that voice. Yeah. That, Ugh, that yeah. very like soft yet condescending like child she did she played her role child yes yeah everyone did a great job mm-hmm. um yeah the acting was good cinematography the writing the pace the mm-hmm. tone all perfect around the board yeah i i literally can't say anything yeah wrong yeah. about it and I agree with you. I think, like you said, the FUBU episode, it was re- written by Stephen Glover, who's Donald Glover's brother. What? And I, yeah, and he 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 was supposed to be an engineer um, after this, I think. Uh, but Donald was like, come on, right in the show. Look, just like his brother. Yep. Now that's cute. Sorry, I just looked <laughs> him up, y'all. It's all good. And the white women that played gail uh jamie newman and uh laura uh Dyfus played amber and those laura is the one that played amber the um the one that scared the shit that was terrifying but yeah i agree i think one of my friends said this great but it was a great example of like storytelling through activism or activism through storytelling mm-hmm. they highlighted the mm-hmm. real story if y'all need to look it up of Devonte hart and you know, it's a really, really sad story. Um, but it really like showcased to me how it was, how basically our Americans, like our, um, foster care system, our adoption system really favors white people, white women, but because we don't see the signs, of course, when you look at a black person, even through the way they d- displayed how the mother was disciplining the child when she was doing it and she was assertive, it was seen as a threat to the child. Right. But it was when seen they as abusive, abusive. But when the child was in the hands of white women who were not properly feeding him, who were actually abusing, who the were children. actually abusing the children, they were verbally abusive at times, saying that oh, this is using 
using their blackness against them a lot of the times. And they could have been saved if people like cops saw that they were in danger. Right. There was one point, um, on, um, Twitter, I was looking through stuff and there were some differences that they, they pointed out that I thought were super fascinating. So in the show, when CPS came to the black mom's they home, brought the they brought the cops. But when a CPS officer went to the white women's homes for the black children, it was only a black CPS officer with no cop at all. She was by herself. And mm, in the end, great detail writers. I was like, Come on. I was like, dang. And in the show, the CPS officer ended up being killed by one of the white women. Mm-hmm. And those children were still in danger. You know what I mean? And she was the one picking up the little things where it was like dog hair everywhere. Even there was a scene where the little boy was like, I'm not eating this. Like y'all have to see, y'all have to see this, mo- this, this show because these, these white ladies put fried chicken in a bag of flour and then put it in the microwave talking about it's 12 minutes enough. Last time it was overcooked. I mean, look, I mean, it was so nasty and they fed it to the kids. And Laquarius, the first time he saw it, he was like, no, no, this is nasty. What is this? And I was with him. I was like, baby, don't eat that. He about to get, it's giving salmonella. It is giving food poisoning. It is not giving. It's giving lead poisoning. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I don't even know if you can get that from undercooked chicken, but it's giving. Which baffled me because I'm like, how you live in Atlanta and not know? If you don't know how to fry the chicken, go somewhere and get the chicken and bring it back properly fried. Like, what you talking about? Like, it was so. And then he said to them, he was like, I want a hamburger. And they were like, we don't have hamburger. They were like, "Uh, the dog is eating hamburger. I want hamburger. So the very fact that they're feeding their dog hamburger, like top notch (laughs) human food. They're feeding their dog freaking Shake Shack. Okay. Expensive as hell. (laughs) And this baby is like, what is this pink chicken y'all got in front of me? It was crazy, wild. And they you and they also use like, oh, the kind of food you're used to is too greasy and has a lot of um, oil and salt. This is much better for you, right? So it's like taking his culture and demonizing it when really they're serving this baby raw meat. Yeah, and starving them and undercooked it green was, beans. Ooh, it was really, it was really, 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 really well done. So yeah, I agree with you, Corey. Overall, it was well done. I'm gonna go back and watch it again because there are some nuggets that they dropped right. in there. And they had really, even though it was so kind of scary and sad, they had really funny moments. Like mm-hmm. and they, they were quick, but it was hilarious. Like, oh, this well, this was actually a double entendre. So when they were at the market. And the boy was wearing this um, free oh, hugs. Oh, free hugs. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> so he was wearing, so some people, they put on these signs and they'd be like, free hugs. That means they're giving a hug away, right? You just, I'm you know, whatever. Now in this day and age, that's very weird. But um, yeah, and Jeremy. But so he had the sign on and they had him in a fedora. And, and, and there's a reason why they had him in those clothes, because this is actually based on a viral photo of Devante Hart. You know what I mean? At the time, hugging a police officer. And this was right before he hugged the police officer in the story. But a white man came up to him. It said free hugs. And he said, oh, is your, is your father hugs? Is that your father? And he was like, no. And then walked away, meaning hugs is the name of his daddy and not free hugs. Like, that's hilarious. I was like, now, wait a minute. That's funny. That's comedy. And it's a child. But guess what? It's a black child. So now it's a double entendre. Like, oh, yeah, free your daddy. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. 
That's hilarious. It was so funny and super deep. <laughs> and it was quick too. You could have missed that it. That is some biting Yo. comedy right there. Yo. Now that is like true. That's just true comedy. Right yes. There. That was, I was that like. one line is true comedy. When I think of comedy, I think of that. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Oh my gosh. It was just yeah, so funny and so true. So, and so funny. Poignant. Yeah. Yeah. This so there were some. Lot great moments i missed the whole line about him looking like aloe black oh that's the police hilarious. officer said that that thing had me because he had on little fedora <laughs> and y'all <laughs> anybody who just knows who aloe black is and how he yep. dresses you would just die mm-hmm. um but yeah mm-hmm. the reason why he wore the fedora is because this story was based off of Devonte hart's story mm-hmm. and apparently Devonte hart is still missing missing to presumed dead yeah. which is crazy it's y'all nuts. So I do appreciate Atlanta for bringing this. To, I had no idea yeah, any of this happened. Either. Didn't get any media coverage. Yeah. The the photo got passed around 2014. Yeah. I remember the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you Google Devonte Hart. Yeah. You'll, you'll see, see the, the picture photo. of him hugging the police officer yep. crying. Yeah. Some of y'all already peeped it. Y'all knew, knew the reference right away. I did not. I was like, I didn't. what? I didn't. Because I, 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 I remember seeing the picture and I was like, why is he crying? Yeah. And then now I know why. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> now I know why. Deep. But yeah, it's deep. And I you, remember thinking, I like, why is this baby crying? Ooh, intuition is a bitch. It's crazy because, and okay, we'll go a little bit into the story. It's really sad. But Devontae Hart and his siblings ended up in the foster care system because his mother was battling drugs. They went to their aunt for a little bit, but they took the babies away because um, apparently they found their mother visiting uh, their the her kid, children. Their, her children, right in this system. So okay, so they took the children away, and they ended up with these two women. I forget which state they were in. I think it was a midwestern state, but they ended up with these two women who had already adopted three, I believe, three other uh, black children, and so they became this big happy family. And we knew of Devonte Hart because several years earlier, when now he's fourteen years old. He has this photo at a Black Lives uh, Matter protest in mm-hmm. Oregon, and mm-hmm. they moved around a lot. And that's the thing that went viral. And a lot of at the time, what I'm getting from this photo is that this photo was used kind of as a way of like, oh, look, a police officer holding a black child, a crying black child. Right. You know, there's a way that we can come together as a, co- a community and racism and, you know, is not real. And like, look, even through this uh, upheaval, there's this right. There's very like blue lives matter thing right the sinister thing is several years later unfortunately these women who were have adopted these children were actually had many cases of abuse meaning that there were reports of the children not eating well there were there, there were people from like their different schools that were like why did why are their bruised ribs there were there were documents every time cps came to come out for them they would move from state to state And so Mm. unfortunately they ended up in California and one night the women decided that they were going to take all their children in the car, including Devante, get into a van and drive off of a bridge into the water. Unfortunately, tragically, and you know, trigger warning, three of the children along with the two women died. The other three children, they couldn't find their bodies, including Devante's. But they 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 did the search and basically they deemed them as dead. 
That is And that crazy. is w- crazy because this is the same child that went viral because of this photo. And it's very interesting to me that even though this photo went viral, I heard nothing about his passing until right. at now. Length, until now. I knew nothing. So I find it very <laughs> interesting um, and, and very sad and, and fucking appalling, quite frankly. It is terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. Haunting, actually. Very haunting. And they dubbed this a murder-suicide because of these two women. But because, unfortunately, we have a racist <laughs> system in everything that we do, when two white women are, quote-unquote, taking care of black children. Saving them. Saving them. They're seen as if they're in a better place. When actually they're not and they're, they're, they are, they're being abused and we're not looking at it like that because racism, quite frankly. Right. And there was a scene going back to the pilot. There was a scene where one of the mothers, I believe it was Amber, right before they let the dog out and they were about to go jump, you know, take the car and get it. They were like, she was like, I don't know. Why didn't anybody stop us? Like at first I thought, getting the loan would help us. I just didn't think that this would be so overwhelming, right? Kind of pointing to the fact that she was like unprepared to take care of so many of these children, but nobody stopped them. Nobody stopped them when they were doing all that stuff. And to me, that moment showed like, it's the thing that people don't, they didn't need to say it, right? It's just like, Mm -hmm. they didn't stop you because you were white. Right. You were a white woman and they assumed. They're like, oh, you can take care of all these kids. You're white. Which again, it's hurting everybody. You feeling all this pressure to take care of all these children. You don't have the means y'all coming up with crazy ways and your partner is nuts nuts and abusive. And this is the kind of environment that y'all are creating for these children, but they're seen as the saviors. You know what I mean? So it was this, this was really deep, really, 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 really super deep. What's even deeper is I'm looking through photos of, you know, that they have of, the white woman with the kids mm-hmm. and they have a photo of his grandfather and he's oh wearing the God. exact same outfit Child. that he wore in Atlanta. <laughs> they did their research. It's giving it's, research. It's giving heavy research. That's the exact same outfit That's the exactly. wore. Wow, guys. I mean, it is yeah. a terrifying, terrifying story. Yeah. And I'm glad that they kept the tone of the episode yep. as terrifying as the story. Yep. That's all I can say. It was scurry. Yeah. Some it was scurry shit. Very scary. And you know what? I, I appreciate that in the end, in the story, the children got away and they were safe. And right. I'm like, for me, I'm like, okay, like that's a bit of a homage and honoring of their lives in a way. You know what I mean? In real mm-hmm. life, unfortunately, it was tragic. But it, at least in the story, you can walk away like man I wish they were okay you know what I mean the way they should have been saved honestly mm-hmm. and another funny thing in the show was they let the dog out in the wild <laughs> Child. they're like okay let's let the dog out in the wild but the kids are gonna die with us yeah. excuse wild. me they thought they let the dog they out thought- in the wild but <laughs> And it was so satisfying to know because the children escaped. Okay, they did the whole um, we're going to put these uh, blankets together and make it seem like it's our bodies type of thing. Mm-hmm. And they did an old switcheroo and they had that dog right in there. Um, and when the they dog th- died with them. <laughs> okay. The dog died right with them. <laughs> I don't support animal abuse, but, but bitch. They thought it was, how you going? You going to let the dog go? Mm-hmm. But the children going to die with you. Oh, okay, you cute. You tried it. Now all y'all going to die, including the dog. <laughs> okay. 
the dog. <laughs> that was so satisfying. <laughs> it was so satisfying. Mm-hmm. It really, it's just it's a very yep. good and great commentary. Just the way mm-hmm. whoever wrote who wrote this? I think episode? it was Stephen Glover. Was Stephen? Yeah. Okay. He's I'm that nigga because this episode it was, was written perfectly. Well done. He said so much without saying anything. Yeah. According to IMDb, Stephen Glover and Donald Glover wrote this episode. Great job, direct- guys. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Hero um, Morai. Oh, Hero. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he, he directs all, all the, yeah, and they're all great. Um, yeah. I mean, that was a great nugget, a good mm-hmm. commentary that they, because you know, the, the the joke is that white people base place, uh, they value animals' lives over black folks' lives. Yep. Um, so that was, that was a great commentary yeah yeah and those kids acted they ass off they sure did they sure did laquarius <laughs> come on laquarius not larry okay he did a great job great job he actually was very good very good <laughs> what is his name his name is christopher farah and he's been in some stuff okay great yeah he's working keep giving it to him yeah keep giving him roles <laughs> keep... he did a phenomenal job yes I mean, like I said, everyone did a phenomenal job, but mm-hmm. he did a really good freaking job. Yep. Um, but yes, that is my take on it. It's yep. perfect. Agreed. It was perfect. Yeah. It was Start very to finish. Good. Perfect. And I, it, making sure your kids are of age, but I say watch this with, with your children. Watch right. this yourself and really like. And explain the, mm, the themes yep. to them as well. Yep. And what I appreciate is that Atlanta, this is not a fun story it's right not. this is a scary story it this is. is a disturbing story it is and they said even though this is a tv show and this is supposed to be a comedy i'm gonna keep this shit as scurry as the real as the yep. real thing yep because this is not funny and this is not mm-hmm. this is not supposed to be some like haha because you know how tv they yep. try to take or media in general entertainment they like to take yep themes that are yep. terrible yep. and try to like you yeah. know Make it cute. Make it lighthearted yeah. and cute. No. Yeah. I appreciate that. that they kept this, the tone as scary as the real thing. Yep. One, I, I can't agree more. And they did a lot of, if it, if you go back and watch, they did a lot of foreshadowing where mm-hmm. they were honestly setting you up for more scariness, right? From right. the monologue in the boat to the mom telling her son if you don't act right these white people will try and take you out this earth i'm trying to tell you you know and not understanding and you know what i mean and that whole situation from him talking to like talking to the other kids without talking to them like Mm -hmm. them knowing the situation them feeling scared but also knowing that they had they were powerless unfortunately in this situation to even them taking back their power escaping from the van which i'm grateful that they wrote that in there so that we could have some reprieve you know while they kept the tone very scary they kept it serious because Mm -hmm. it is a serious topic and i appreciate that so appreciate very much so because i was terrified watching this episode before i even knew it was a real story i didn't find out it was a real story until after and then judah told me i said huh (laughs) that shit scared me that was a scary episode and as it should be oh as it should be i appreciate atlanta for being like hey i don't give a fuck what y'all want to see y'all gonna see this y'all gonna see this and y'all gonna see it today yeah and the ironic part somebody on the internet i love the internet y'all always win but they were like and then he woke up from that dream after having a one night stand with with a a white white lady i said you know know what what? (laughs) i mean but y'all that actually is that actually is correct for donald glover (laughs) 
um, which is a whole nother topic for me. But, but um, <laughs> we appreciate what he yeah. does for uh, raising, yeah. uh, you know, the stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's all we got. Watch it. Please Honestly, do. watch it. I'm gonna be study like I'm gonna be like, oh, okay, this is storytelling. Oh, mm-hmm. and they did it in a way that it didn't feel corny at oh, all. No, it was. Terrifying. It wasn't a special episode. It was just like, oh, we're gonna tell this story and right. we're gonna tell it like this. And mm-hmm. I was like, God damn, <laughs> like that was yeah, scary. It was very scary. They did a great job. Yeah, I can't even say no more. Tens, tens all around tens, the board. Tens across tens the board. Around the board. Holding up my tin sign. Okay. All right. We'll get right into our last segment, Let's Niggas go. You Should Know. And I'll start with Stephen Glover. Hey. Since we already mentioned him. Hey. Originally, I had his brother. Mm-hmm. But y'all know Donald. Y'all need to know Stephen. Come on. He wrote this beautiful episode. Ugh. He is a writer, rapper, actor, producer. Mm-hmm. He's a head story editor. Um, and one obviously one of the writers on Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. He also. Oh, I think he, he co-starred in Guava Island. Okay. Oh, wait. Did he? No, he wrote Guava he wrote, Island. Okay, okay, he good. Wrote Guava good, good, Island. good. Donald was in it, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald co-starred in it, obviously. But yeah, he is, and niggas should know, he is yeah. a beautiful writer mm-hmm. and uh, definitely yeah. knows Stephen Glover's name. Yeah, I'm going to be a student of Stephen Glover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to read and break down your stuff, sir, because well motherfucking well done. done well done check um, out his music too yes and i heard that he was actually an engineer and then donald was like come on and write with me it's like all right yeah so you he know? It, donald hired him even though his brother had no experience in uh writing for tv which and is I'm nepotism go- and we love it i love to see it and black people deserve to have nepotism too listen and your brother was right <laughs> You know, it's like you should be writing, and I'm glad that you listened and you you right. Put I'm glad you have the discernment to you know to be like okay. okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same right. shit. I'm tired of working shit. I'm okay. like yeah, okay. You know, know all your gifts. Come on, you do a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. And this is definitely something you are great at. Yes. So shout out to Stephen Glover, my nigga. You should know for the week. Yes, and my nigga, you should know this week is Christopher Faro. He was the young boy that played Laquarius. Yeah. Okay. I followed that story with that little boy. I mean, he acted his ass off and this is, I mean, he's working. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm on his IMDB page and honey, he was on, I mean, young Sheldon call me cat Chicago med. I mean, yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> this light work for you, young man. All right. right. So I'm happy to see a young black man, first of all, leading a story, being the center of the stage, carrying such a weighty story mm-hmm. and doing it like to perfection and authenticity. Like he was right. straight up a little boy from Atlanta trying to live his life. And mm-hmm. a lot of times this is what happens to children of color, particularly black children. When they are just being kids, they are punished in a way that is changes their life forever. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't get a chance to be just a child, you know? So right. shout out to you, Christopher. I wish you nothing but more success. I cannot wait to see more stuff that you do. Shout out right. to your parents for knowing uh, to see your talent and mm-hmm. taking you to the next level. Uh, I pray for y'all. I say, and I'm mad. It is not easy being a parent on these streets. And, (laughs) you know, so, yes, young man, we salute you. Great work. Well done. Great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He did a phenomenal job Mm -hmm. in that. Um, Yeah. 
He did that. I'll say he did a great job. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes, yes. So that is episode 106. Mm -hmm. Make sure y'all watch that episode. It's super important. Yeah. Aside from it being a phenomenal episode, it's actually a really important story. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that it's being brought to light. Yes. Because I had no freaking idea. And like I said, now I will never stop thinking about it. Ooh. All right, so yes. that is the end of the episode. Sound yes. tea on all things. Yes. Thank y'all for listening all the time yeah. and for just rocking with us in uh, our year three of this whole thing. Yes. All right, y'all. Stay black and be blessed. Yeah, be blessed. Y'all. Okay. Be blessed. That's most important. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And that's on period. Network.